0: Welcome to If You Have to Ask. This is episode 10. Allie, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing fantastic at this very moment. How are you?
0: Oh, that's good. I'm so excited to see you in, uh, is it a week? It's less than a week?
1: Oh my gosh! Well, <laughs> my week has already started, because my, my work week starts on a Sunday. So I'm going to see you this weekend.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. So less than a week, right? Yeah. hmm Yeah. Oh,
1: I'm so excited.
0: Yeah. Oh, my gosh. We're excited. Oh, um, so all right.
1: For anyone that doesn't know, Tristan and three other people are coming to visit me this coming weekend for a week in Jordan.
0: Yeah, it's going to be hot.
1: Just for some context. It's, yeah, I'm going to be inside the whole time, but I'm going to send you guys on little fun trips in the heat.
0: Fun um, trips.
1: <laughs> fun trips somebody asked me that day she was like how are you gonna do how are you guys gonna deal with the heat and I was like I'm not dealing with anything they're going on their own
0: how hot is it in in Fahrenheit you know
1: I do know because I don't know, I still don't know how to do Celsius so on my phone I have Fahrenheit still so right now it's 80 to degr- 84 degrees
0: that's not bad that
1: doesn't it usually doesn't get below, so it's not going to get, while you guys are here, it's not going to get below 88
0: degrees. What about above? What's going to get, what's the high? It's
1: going to be in the 90s.
0: Mm, that's just like warm in LA. I feel like I can handle that.
1: Uh, I think that the issue here is, is that it's a desert and there aren't that many trees, so it's pure heat. So the mm. heat, like there's roads, there's all that stuff. So the heat is like, um, what do they call it? There's nothing to like shade you from the heat. It's just hot.
0: Okay. Okay. Happens. But you, so, if you go inside, there's AC. Yeah.
1: Yeah, but I mean, like, since you guys are staying with me, the AC is going to be off the whole time. Uh, I,
0: don't, I don't believe that for a minute.
1: <laughs> not true. It's off right now because it was on and I got too cold. <laughs> um. So I have friends that say, "Oh, I don't have any AC," and I'm like, "I have a fan and AC." <laughs> <laughs> I'm the one percent. No, it's really, really hot. But in even you guys are going to go to the Dead Sea. Even that's too hot to get in. Like it's, it's warm. It's warm when you get in, but there's not like it's just going to feel like maybe like a bathtub or something. But it's still cool going in because you still float and ex- have the experience.
0: Yeah, I'm excited.
1: Yeah, I'm excited for you guys to come too. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. So, what are you about this week?
0: Well, that actually brings me to to what I'm all about, which, as you know, Ali, I've been trying to figure out what clothes I should bring, what is um, culturally and uh, climate appropriate. Um, you know, I'm trying to like strike a vibe that is, um, you know, breezy, let's say, but without going too um, culturally appropriative or uh, out of Africa, um, like I'm trying to avoid those two extremes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah so i've just been um yeah just kind of like shopping for the last two weeks and trying to figure out clothes
1: i mean i don't know if this helps but people when you walk around the street you could pull those people out and they could be walking in dc
0: Mm, that's not a good look but
1: (laughs) or new york or l.a Maybe. I, mean, okay. I
0: feel like in LA people just dress very oddly. Like I feel like I've even lost a sense of like what is regular dress. Cause people just walk around just wearing just garments and robes and things tied around their waist and um,
1: weird. Well, uh, interesting enough, people do, I mean like the people wear church, you walk down the street, you can see a guy in shorts and a t-shirt. You will, it's very rare that you'll see a woman with, well, you, you, sh- it's, very strange to see a woman with shorts or like a tank top, but like I have capris, the cute looking capris, and not the ones from the '90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, with a shirt, um, with like a nice shirt. Actually, I dress the same here that I would dress in DC, like with a shirt. Except I don't wear tank tops, but just a regular cute like H and M looking shirt and um, and like eh, what do you call it? Um, capris or something. I just bought some dresses. I can't wear dresses above my knee, but like the men are pretty free to wear whatever they want.
0: So men, do men wear shorts, or that's like a a, bo- a little boy thing?
1: Men wear shorts.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: I mean, I think you guys will look just. I, men wear shorts. Um, I see a lot of, yeah, they're not wearing linen suits, okay, or linen
0: pants. <laughs> I'm gonna have to turn <laughs> some things that I bought.
1: You gotta return those things. But yeah, you... I mean, like, whatever feels cool when you're walking around L.A. is what people wear here.
0: Like, do people wear joggers and stuff?
1: I don't know what joggers are.
0: Oh, uh, okay. So maybe not.
1: What are joggers? I mean, Ali, as an American, doesn't know what joggers are.
0: Oh, so joggers are, like... They're, like, kind of like sweatpants, but they're cuffed at the bottom, and they're usually kind of, like, uh... Really, really loose, like at the top, uh, like a, it's a dropped crotch uh, with um, uh, kind of um, cro- uh, not crops, but um,
1: what you're talking about. And I wouldn't recommend that for you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn. I uh, have, well, I I've, do wear them, and I think that I look decent in them.
1: Okay, I a, people don't wear that here. Okay. <laughs> they don't uh, wear those here. I think it. people would be really, um, yeah, it would be strange. But women do wear them.
0: Oh, women wear them. Oh, interesting. Hmm.
1: I mean, like, but a lighter version of them because it's so hot and you still have to wear pants. Like, most women still have to wear pants. So sometimes it's just what you can wear, like, with lighter material.
0: Oh, I hear you. I hear you.
1: But, yeah, I wouldn't I mean, you know who you are.
0: I mean, I'm always trying to figure out who I am, Allie.
1: I mean, like just just whatever makes you feel comfortable. But I hope you guys aren't buying a new wardrobe and then you show up, and you see people dressed just like they would in the U.S. or in Europe, <laughs> and you are like, what is it like? The new money showing up to town with new do outfits. People,
0: do people wear like lots of like um the like right what's real popular right now is like coveralls, you know, like um, jumpsuits.
1: Um, I wear jumpsuits, but I haven't oh, seen okay. men wear.
0: You haven't seen a men wear jumpsuit. Okay. All right.
1: I don't think it's hit the men yet, but I have a couple of jumpsuits that I wear and love them. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And even kind of weird um, because I have a short sleeve one, so I sometimes have to wear a sweater over it. But I haven't seen men wear them, and I wouldn't recommend you trying them out. Me being
0: the first? All right. Good Um, to know. What are you all about, Ellie?
1: What am I about this week? I couldn't tell you. Um, I honestly, I mean, most recently, I'll talk about my day yesterday. I had this really good day where I didn't hang out with anybody, and I just got errands done. I went grocery shopping. I went to the gym. I cleaned my house, and I did laundry, and it was really strange because I always, um, it was the first time where I was like, I live alone, and I'm an adult uh running my own world doing errands and it just felt really good. I did three loads of la- two loads of laundry. I did my hair. I retwisted it. That's actually what I'm most about. So I'm about like getting into the groove of a grown woman. Um, you, and,
0: you feel like that's the first time you felt like that in your life or the first time since you've been in Amman?
1: Um okay well my whole life I've had roommates.
0: Oh so, okay. Okay, that's true.
1: A situation where I mean I felt like that in some way with roommates, but I was always being careful of you always, when you obviously, when you live with people, you always have to be careful and courteous and all of that jazz. Uh, But I just was doing things and also it's like a little, I live in like, you'll see it's like a little bungalow and it's cute and it's nice for me. And I cleaned and I sat and I just was like, this is super comfortable. And also maybe that brings me, maybe it's not what I'm all about this week, but I'm all about it right now is I feel extremely comfortable in my life right now. I could be working a little harder in work. I need to start to uh, work harder. But I feel extremely comfortable and that I'm where I'm supposed to be. And I just enjoy, I'm just i enjoying this life. Oh, um, that's really nice. Yeah. So it just that's feel, great I mean, to hear. Yeah, it's not what I'm about. I'm a, I, I guess it's just my general what I'm about high, um, vibe. But I've met like a good group of friends. Um, one of them is called... Um, the girls night. They're my WhatsApp group. We hang out once a week. We text throughout the day. And they're just a really group of, uh, great group of people that were introduced to me by a friend. And so I feel like, I feel that I'm settling in to where I live and to the people I'm around. Um, like I said, I could probably, I have the summer vibes at work. So I need to get caffeinated and start working uh, 12 hours again. But mm. <laughs> that's, you know, when you have like the the fire of, uh, what's it called? Like a short the deadline. Yeah. The, I love that fire. I love it. But so right now um, I don't have huge deadlines, but I'm just enjoying life and it's, this is not the worst place that's going to be, but I'm curious for when you guys come because, uh, some of you, two of you have known me for a very, very long time. And so have seen me at different phases of my life. So I'm curious. I'm, I don't know. I'm kind of weirded out that you're going to you guys are people that I've known for a really long time, and are going to come and see a space that no one who knows me has seen. No one who knows who knows me really well has seen. So it'll be interesting.
0: Yeah, you're afraid of like our opinions on it.
1: Yeah, of your opinion. I mean, I don't I, I don't. I. I. Um. I think I can honestly, wholeheartedly say I don't. I won't care about what you think. <laughs> okay. Because <laughs> you're only there for a week, but I'm curious about it. Also, you're going to meet people that I've become friends here. And I'm pretty sure you'll end up liking them because I'm oh, also happy National Friends Day. This is, or er, I don't know,
0: World Today's Friend ha- Day. National Friend, yeah, what, na- what nation? World <laughs> Friend Day. Is that true?
1: Yeah, it yeah, is true. Um, World
0: it's, Friendship Day.
1: Yeah, and so I'm curious oh. for you guys, my friends, and just to see, because you probably all will like each other and have similarities with each other. So I don't know, it's going to be cool. But I'm good. I don't care what you guys think, no matter what. (laughs) Hmm. Um, By the way, a New York Times article just um, came out today in celebration. I don't know if it's National Friends Day or if it's... it's, I don't know what it is. But New York Times wrote an article that basically says half of the people you think are your friends are really not.
0: But what uh, are they?
1: Acquaintances. Like people... It talks about how Uh people, Uh um, so the article is called, do your friends really like you? Do do your friends actually like you? So people should Google it. And it just talks about people's different perceptions of friendship that some people think all, you know, a certain number of people are all their friends. And the, there's research that's been done and ask each person like, Oh, what do you think about this other person or this person? Mm -hmm. And there's a huge discrepancy of people that you think are your close friends and what, um, and then thinking that they're your close friend.
0: Hmm, that's interesting.
1: Yeah. So, anyways, it's I wonder int- what it's people int- would.
0: I wonder what people would say about me, but I don't feel like I count. I feel like I'm slower than other people to count people as my friend.
1: I don't, I don't know. know. So, people don't like to hear that the people they think of as friends don't name them as friends, I would be so crushed if people that I thought were my friends didn't <laughs> didn't call me their friend. Right. I. You're also not the type of person to make new friends. You hold on to your friend. Like, That's my you have thing. De- yeah. Yeah. I require a lot of my friends. Like
0: I, so if they didn't like me, they would have probably jumped ship already. I mean, I don't require a lot, but I like really keep up with people. Yeah. I don't have anyone that I call my friend that I talk to less than once a month. Really? Yeah. I don't think so. Oh my gosh. I oh not like God. a not like a real friend. I mean, I would say I'm friendly with people, but not like a real friend.
1: Yeah. I don't know that that's tr- I have friends that I won't talk to for a while, like a month, or more than that, and then we'll talk and pick up where we are. And But those, I think, are my deep-rooted friends. Uh, yeah, I guess, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, deep-rooted friends I could not talk to. Like Ren, I went to visit him. I think him and I sometimes go two spaces. Uh, Ren is Tristan's brother. Two, two months or more without talking to each other, but when I went to visit him in Amsterdam, I felt like I mean, it felt exactly as it should.
0: Right. But, yeah, that's that's probably true. But that's like a to me, that's like a childhood friend.
1: Even my call co- i have college friends like that too. Fair I enough, guess fair it's enough. Di- it's different for everyone. But you're not the type of person that makes new friends. You keep old friends. You keep them close, and it's pretty hard to get into your circle. So that makes sense for you.
0: Yep. <clears throat> well, happy friendship day.
1: Yeah, thank you. Happy Friendship Day to you, too. I hope if we take an anonymous test, you'll also name me as, as your <laughs> friend.
0: Yes, you will qualify.
1: Thank you. Well, you we, never we know. We have
0: a symmetric friendship.
1: It's an anonymous survey, so I don't know. You can't be sure. Anyway, so should we, on that note, should we talk about answers uh, to the, our question from two weeks ago?
0: Yeah,
1: because absolutely. People we call friends answered
0: that is true as as it is people who listen to our show
1: are just our friend thanks friends. we yeah thanks we to, to this our friend just so you guys know keep listening <laughs> <laughs> so the uh, the okay.
0: question last show uh that we asked everyone that we answered already was uh, what is your favorite food or what was your favorite food at 10 years old
1: yeah
0: so i'll, so, I'll just read, uh one of the first ones which is from trey in north carolina um, He said my favorite food is Cape Cod kettle uh, kettle cooked potato chips, specifically the Old Bay crab seasoning limited edition ones.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, I was
0: with him until the crab seasoning, but that's just because I didn't grow up with seafood.
1: The Old Bay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. And then, uh, and then he said when I was 10, my favorite food was, I'm going to say this wrong, Ferrero Rocher chocolate candies. Is that how you say it? Who said this? Trey. This is still Trey. This is when he when he was 10, what his favorite food was.
1: Oh, he was an advanced 10-year-old.
0: I know. Well, he said, I was fancy then, and I still am. Oh.
1: He was... Frere Roger?
0: I, I did not ha- have any idea what that was at 10.
1: I'm so. sure That's my was 5. <laughs> um, who else? Uh.
0: Will you want to read some?
1: Yeah. So... People didn't answer the podcast, so I quickly sent an answer, a question to my friend. I said, "What are your, what is your favorite food and why?" So I switched the question a little bit. My B, I have a couple answers from WhatsApp and also Gmail, uh, GChat. <laughs> uh, our friend Brooke said. Uh, so I asked her, "What was, what's your favorite food and why?" She said, "Seafood, exclamation mark, shrimp, crabs, fish, and scallops." And she said, because of the flavor, especially with the Old Bay seasoning, it's it's the, it's the um, it's part of the co- Maryland culture. I can't describe it too much. It's just the norm in Maryland. Okay. Yeah,
0: that's a, that's a super Baltimore um, food.
1: Maryland just said it's the Maryland crab.
0: Yeah, right. That's not, <laughs> right. I didn't know that. Yeah.
1: Oh. You know, I lived there for a while.
0: I know. I know you did. So I asked Jessie, uh, my sister also, um, her answer was disappointing. Um, She said, cheese, past, present, and future favorite. Um,
1: That sounds like a tummy ache.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's funny because you would assume that lactose intolerance is genetic and runs in a family. But cheese has never been something that I could partake in.
1: No. Oh, my God. You know, I do. I'm lactose intolerant and I do like cheese, and I ate cheese this Friday and I paid for it, but I do love cheese. So I guess.
0: I don't even love it that much.
1: No, but it's just a. I don't want to judge Jesse, but it's just a nasty standalone food to like. It's unhealthy. <laughs> okay, I wasn't saying anything that harsh. <laughs> I'm just kidding, Jess. Um, okay, Ren. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I read my brother, he said, pizza past, which I definitely know to be true. And then he said, now, poached eggs, uh, avocado, and fresh bread together.
1: How far some have come in the latter. I know, right? That's
0: real different.
1: different. Wow. Coming from the woods into...
0: That seems like street. a pricey... The the price on poached eggs, avocado, and fresh bread together also, it's like... um.
1: But he makes it, though.
0: Still, avocados aren't cheap. I guess eggs actually aren't cheap either. I mean, are are pretty reasonable.
1: Uh, yeah, I I just bought some today. I didn't like the price. I, he made that for me when I went to visit. It was the most amazing meal I had since I left the U.S. Nice. Delicious. But yeah, I guess expensive taste. Amsterdam seems to do that to people.
0: Mm, yeah, maybe so. California does too. Well, okay, probably not all of California, but for me.
1: A certain demographic in D.C. and Amman also does that. <laughs> Yeah, you're in the right demographic. Okay, so I asked um, my friend, a good friend here, Lara, who is from Finland, and she said, oh my gee, impossible question. I love everything. I would say either Finnish summer food because it takes me back to my roots. Few things in this world do with my pretty, uh, pretty convoluted identity issues, or ethnic food, Uh, food like Ethiopian and Indian because I love spicy food and cuisines that offer a great variety of dishes with different spices as proteins. And also she put in quotations, ethnic food.
0: Did she? Okay, that's good.
1: But also, Lauda is, she's half Finnish and half Nigerian. Oh, interesting. So she's an interesting combo and she she loves ethnic food and also Finnish food. She Mm. identifies as um, and then I have another one from my ladies' night WhatsApp. Only one answered, but all read. Um, one person said. <laughs> Go ahead. <She> said, <laughs> what? Go ahead. Uh, she said, paella. It's cliche. It's. She said to her, it smells like Sundays at her grandmother's house. And Olga is from Spain. Where is
0: she from? From Spain. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean paella is not um, basic in uh, the states. That's like nice, no. nice food.
1: I mean, all the all of our people that have answered this question have high taste. Paella comes with being Spanish, I guess.
0: Yeah, uh, but maybe there it's like a basic food. I don't know.
1: Yeah, I think it's because my other friend Lauda, like there's he um, quite. A, I have quite a few friends here that are from Spain, and paella seems as basic as maybe what's basic in the U.S.
0: Like hamburgers, I think.
1: Macaroni and cheese.
0: Mac and cheese for sure. Some kind of casserole.
1: That's true. I went out to dinner with these people. One was from Canada, another from Australia and um what do you call it? Holland. And the American ordered mac and cheese and they were like, Yes, that's how I picture Americans.
0: <laughs> Just eating a big plate of cheese and pasta.
1: Mac and cheese. We're very basic. It's basic anyway interesting it's an, i love food so i love these answers because i love all almost all the food that that was mentioned mm. anyway right. should we yeah well, so in-
0: let's go ahead and uh talk about the question for the next show we'll just mention it now. i'll mention it at the end too but so question for the next show is what is the best date you've ever been on and this can either be a date that you planned and took someone else out on that you're especially proud of or a date that someone planned and took you out on or a date that you planned with someone and you split.
1: And that caveat is for Justin because he asked me if it was a joke <laughs> to ask people what's the best date you've ever taken someone on. And so.
0: Well, yeah, that's just cause like to me it's really fun to plan dates for people. But then I realized like, oh, probably not all people plan dates for other people.
1: It's true. I've never taken anyone on a date, so I would have been excluded from that answer. Yep. Uh, anywho, let's should we dive in? I should we dive into? Yeah, let's uh, jump the- to it, Al. All right. Uh, so, do you want to give an overview?
0: Yeah. So this week, so uh, the last show we talked a little bit about the uh, the a little bit about the DNC and. Um, especially uh, in relation to uh, Mrs. Trump and her speech uh, and the social media kind of mess and fallout after that. So this week we're going to be talking about the DNC, the Democratic National Convention. Uh, so again, it's like the um, RNC Convention. It's like four days. It's a, it's a bunch of speakers. It happened in Philadelphia. Um, yeah, some of the like... Um, so basically there's like all these speakers leading up and then usually, like on the last day, the presidential um, nominee comes in, and I think maybe on the first day there's actually like a vote, and then there's a lot of people who kind of say, "Here's what it means to me to be a Democrat." Here's why I'm excited to be a Democrat. Um, uh, so that so a bunch of people sp- spoke. Um, I'll read these off, kind of it's the most one of the most notable ones in order. So Sarah Silverman, Michelle Obama, Bernie Sanders. That was all the first night. Bill Clinton, Michael Bloomberg, Tim Kaine. Barack Obama, um, Sarah McBride. Um, I'm not. I'm gonna pronounce Khan as his last name. Do you know how to pronounce his first name, Ali?
1: Depending on how it's spelled, but I think it's Khan.
0: I think I, I know that his last name is pronounced Khan. Um, but Kiers, yeah. yeah, maybe Khan.
1: You can just say Mr. Khan.
0: Mr. Khan, uh, <laughs> Chelsea Clinton, and then Hillary Clinton. Um, so there's a bunch of speakers. It was. So notably, significantly different in the speakers that they had versus who showed up to the Republican um, National Convention. And just that you saw a very unified um, uh, Democratic Party, whereas in the Republicans, like none of the former presidents showed up, um, none of the – a lot of the the other potential – Republican candidates didn't show up who had dropped out of the race earlier. They didn't show up. The governor of the state didn't show up. Um, so they had a really kind of like short bench for who was going to speak. And there weren't big names. And there was like every big, you know, Democratic um, name, I feel like, was at this, was at the DNC convention. So there was like great speeches. Um, I really enjoyed I watched a lot of it. I, did you watch a lot of it, Ali? Yeah, well,
1: I only watched the parts that I wanted to watch.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's really long. You don't want to watch all of it regardless. It's like, what, three to four hours every night or something for four days?
1: Yeah, I don't, I, one, I don't have cable. Two, the timing is off for me. So I was, I watch the speeches maybe a couple days later, one or two days later than when they actually happened.
0: Yeah, that, which is fine. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But yeah, I mean, even if I had access to all the things that would enable me to be able to watch it all at once, I wouldn't. It's a very long... It's super long. It's a time sucker.
0: Yeah. That's the cool. other interesting thing is, like, because they always show the crowd, right? And so in the Republican National um, Convention, you scan the crowd, and the crowd is just, like, just like as white as can be and generally older. Um, and it just looks so much different uh, at the Democratic National Convention. And part of that is the rule. So for the Democrats, they actually... The delegates who come to the convention have to be representative, uh, I think, in gender and ethnicity of the state that they're representing. So like it's kind of enforced that like if your state is 25 percent Hispanic population, then 25 percent of the people that you send uh, need to be Hispanic and they need to be basically it's 50 50 always in gender. So you just saw like such a different looking mix of people at the Democratic National Convention
1: know that was true, like, about um, the proportion,
0: the... Yeah, mm mm-hmm.
1: Wow, that's awesome. So, for the Republicans, they're, like, if you're...
0: But, so, for Republicans, it's basically like the people who are most ingrained in the party. So, I mean, the Republicans, that party is, like, probably very Caucasian. I mean, it is very Caucasian, but the people who come to the committee are probably, like, even... The people who have been in there the longest and had access to that power the longest, so it's gonna be even more, kind of, Caucasian-looking than... The Republicans are actually
1: interesting, but yeah. who? Yeah, that's interesting. I had, honestly I had no idea about that. I just thought was looking in the crowd for both, and I just, <laughs> I just was like, oh, it's sort of like the picture that you see in uh, the intern picture, the intern yeah. picture mm-hmm, Republican mm-hmm. one. I With
0: was Paul like, Paul Ryan. Wow, so, if you're unfamiliar, Paul Ryan took this picture with all the Republican, um, interns, I guess this year, like the class of interns who are going to like work, um, on the Hill, like assisting senators or whatever, um, and representatives on the Hill. And so he takes this, this selfie, which I think he's just going to think it's going to be fun. It's like, I don't know, there's what, like 200 people or something you think,
1: in it. You think, Say it again. It's probably, look at me with the youth, the young people.
0: Yeah. Look at me with R&L. these young people. Um, what, apparently he failed to realize, um, is that, like, every single person in that picture seemed to be white. I mean, it was just just whiteness, just from left to right, top to bottom. Uh, Uh. Yeah, which he had no um, awareness that maybe this was not something that you should put out on social media. (laughs) But uh, so then the Republicans, a lot of Republican, uh, I mean, Democratic interns posted kind of similar um, groups of selfies, like showing, like, oh, look how, uh, you know, look how diverse that we are.
1: Shady people, <laughs> you know yeah. Anywho, so, but that's what I, when I was looking at the differences in the audience for the um, for the for the conventions, I just was thinking the same thing. I didn't actually know that there was um, there was a rationale to it.
0: Yes, yeah. At least for the Democrats. I mean, there's a rationale for both, I guess. But for the Democrats, it, they are a more representative of the party, but uh, they also kind of enforce their representativeness.
1: That's good. Anyway, so that for me, I mean, notwithstanding the difference in the crowd, I just loved every speech in the convention, this convention. And there was nothing, I mean, there was one joke, like there was one person who was the butt of a joke, but only like in a a nice, cute way. Like when people are calling Tim Kaine the dad, their stepdad. Did you read those articles? Like he's that nice
0: (laughs) Yeah, Tim Kaine, he just seemed goofy.
1: Yeah, that's he's a what little
0: saying. speechless, goofy.
1: Now, that's what they're saying. Like, he's goofy. He's the stepdad that you have that's nice, that catches you smoking pot, but doesn't tell your mom. How just
0: is <laughs> not the dad, it's the stepdad. That's a, that's a, that's a more accurate description.
1: Articles, yeah. It's the stepdad who wants to be cool, who's like, it's bad to smoke pot. Let me talk to you about it, but I'm not going to rat you out. Or the one that's like it's okay that you're you're not religious I'll still let you go camping with it just different these ridiculous uh, posts on the, uh, that were on Twitter and also articles just saying like he's just that really nice guy mm-hmm. uh, anyway but obviously my favorite speeches were uh, yeah who
0: are your favorites
1: the president and Michelle Obama oh my gosh Michelle so
0: good so good
1: And honestly, even Hillary Clinton's speech was, I was like, done.
0: I thought it was so good. I mean, she's not a person who speaks well on her own behalf. and She's not good at selling herself. And I thought she did such a good job.
1: Such a good job. Whoever wrote that speech, kudos to you. She did really well. And if I wasn't going to vote for her, which obviously I was, I would have voted for her on that because she explained herself and she made herself look very human.
0: Yeah, she told jokes. She had some personal anecdotes, and then she also came across as someone who truly cares yeah. about the direction this country is coming. It's yeah, she
1: did. Like, I don't, do. You think that she might have sat and practiced it a million times? They're like, you gotta look sad at this part, Hill.
0: Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, it. The whole thing was super. It was very produced. I mean, it was glossy. The whole, they had all these the- like videos coming through that were like, like these were like beautiful videos of. A retrospective of the Democratic Party, or someone's life, or like, you know. I
1: want to know who designed. I mean, who designed it? That wasn't Morgan Freeman is narrating your life. Who? Right, Morgan
0: Freeman narrates your life. Oof.
1: I want to know who was in charge of the whole ordeal, because obviously it was put together. The Republican one looked, one looked like somebody who was who was hired on discount, and then <laughs> the one like they paid the full price. For all they were. They, like,
0: did. they definitely paid for everything.
1: Check, do everything you can to make us look good. I just it was just well done. And I love well done things.
0: Yeah. And they had like tons of um uh, also like the they had musical performers throughout. So like um yeah. Paul Simon performed, Alicia Keys performed, Lenny Kravitz, Carol King, Katy Perry, um yeah. Cindy Lauper. Snoop Dogg, um <laughs> you know, it was kind Is of that diverse. That-
1: Hillary Clinton had Snoop Dogg performing at her convention. That's yes. Particular. And do you know who I live, what site I live for? BuzzFeed.
0: I, I believe that about you.
1: BuzzFeed. The pettiest,
0: the pettiest of all sites.
1: The pettiest, but I could I could not get over it because it's the one that has, I, Washington Post had the stepdad one. But BuzzFeed had this um, thing. Famous people at the Republican convention and famous people at the Democratic convention, and the one Buzzfeed—I forget who is the guy from "Who's the Boss."
0: Um, uh,
1: I'm not gonna remember off the top of my head. Um, they they had him listing. They had him listed. Whoever he was, they Scott listed Bale? Him, is
0: it Scott yeah, Bale? they yeah
1: they were like Snoop Dogg. Meryl Streep, and then they were like Scott. Is it Scott Baio or? Yeah, they were like, Taylor. number one was Scott, number three was Scott, and number four was Scott, and then they were listing it like that. So basically, all the Republicans, um, I don't know, the, all the like the Democrats had like a solid fifty list. The Republicans had Scott on there five times, just mm-hmm. to show that no one. And I was—I couldn't get over it. I just was like, "This is amazing." Also, don't you watch Buzz- Buzzfeed?
0: No, I really I don't go to Buzzfeed at all. If someone like sends me a link, I'll read it. But no, I don't go to the site I at all.
1: On the daily. On the daily. On the daily, you know, I'm always sending you links.
0: Yeah. Oh, I get and- links into me on the daily. That's true. I don't, I, but I don't feel the need to go to the site
1: on its own. Anyway, honestly. so. I think everyone should, if you have a minute to laugh, look at famous people at the RNC versus famous people at the DNC. They, It's the shadiest. They don't even say anything. They just make the list. Duck Dynasty. <laughs> and, then <you> have even- <laughs> and then for the RNC, they have one called Star of the Dancing with the Stars. Uh, they don't even name the person. And then they say Alicia Keys. And then Kid Rock, the RNC. It's just hilarious. I could go on and on. Well, people uh, can read
0: it for themselves, also.
1: It's true, but I just I could go on and on. But anyway, for whatever it's worth, Buzzfeed is pretty informative, and they do write really good articles about important things. But
0: mm. so who yeah. are,
1: so? So you said your
0: you said your favorite speeches were? Uh, you said Michelle Obama. You liked Hillary's, Any other ones you liked? I Brox, really like. Yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah. The president's speech made me. I don't, it made me really sad that he's not going to be a president next
0: yeah. year.
1: And it was, also I it mean, was
0: just like a perfect speech. I mean, he it, nailed everything that he should have said to her. I mean, he it yeah, I mean to me it was probably the best. I also liked Biden's speech quite a bit. Um but it. yeah, the president's speech just like nailed absolutely everything that he needed to say. I mean, to me it was like a real gift to uh, um to Hillary. Yeah,
1: it was like I don't, there was something about the different speeches and how they organized, how they orchestrated it, that you had these people that were coming out and fighting for her. And the great thing that they, they were coming out and fighting for her, but not in, a, not in a way that brought down the other side. As Michelle Obama said, when they go low, we go high. Um, mm-hmm. So they were doing it in a classy way and naming like why she qualified and not just, not just saying why the other side doesn't qualify not bringing the other people down. Like the other, I feel like the other convention, and obviously I'm biased because I'm a a leaning towards Democrat. They were, I think what they were holding onto was the idea that being mean and being super mean and calling the other side names would be enough to elevate themselves. But it wasn't. And this one, I don't know, you know when they say like, if you're able to show your own talents without, you know, without bringing the other side down, you're better for it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I I think that's. I mean, in my perception, that's what they did, and that's what made it really strong.
0: I mean, <clears throat> yeah. I would say, they. To me, they had both. I mean, there were some real digs at Donald Trump. <laughs> you they know. They were. <laughs> oh my God! One of were, my favorite was Hillary uh, when she said he spoke for seventy odd minutes, and I do mean <laughs> odd. Oh my God! Like I was, I was watching that, and I was like.
1: I was, <laughs> I don't trust that she wrote that on her
0: own. <laughs> no, I don't, I, I don't trust she wrote anything on her own, but I just thought it was a funny it line.
1: It was so funny. But I, what I mean, they did it in a more uh, sophisticated way.
0: Yeah, of course. And then they also talked about what they, how they were different, right? They didn't yeah. just say, like, be afraid, be afraid, be afraid.
1: I mean, I think some of them never mentioned Donald Trump, but they... Yeah.
0: Uh, many of the speakers did not mention Donald
1: Trump. Yeah. But you knew who they were talking about. That's what I mean. And the other one, they were like, put Hillary in jail. Yeah. Put her in cuffs and all of that stuff, and you're like, "This sounds ridiculous."
0: Yeah, that's that is. There was a difference. I mean, but there was a real difference. I mean, in tone, just throughout. I mean, I really do feel like the Republicans like had kind of a like a fear based um, rhetoric about this country is is going downwards, and we have to take it back to the time yeah. this imaginary time when like things were amazing, which no one can figure out when that time exactly was. Um yeah. And you I mean, know, and, and the Democrats were just very much more like, you know, things aren't great. Uh, I mean, I do think there was an acknowledgement that, like, we have a long way to come, but that we have started a process, and this is a process that we can hope to continue, you know, if we, if we put people, uh, you know, in politics who really care about that process and about about making America this kind of fulfilled vision of what it always could have been. Yeah,
1: exactly. Like, not thinking, yeah, not looking, you know, I mean you always hear about people who wish for the old days where all the people who benefited from the the systems that put people in shackles, you know? Right,
0: yeah. (laughs) The oppression of others.
1: They never never noticed that things were bad because they didn't have to experience that. Because it was good for them. It was good for them. And honestly, yeah, the thing that I liked hearing was reading uh, different articles from Republicans saying that Ah, uh, the Democratic convention was a Republican convention, and that these speeches that they're making were Republican speeches that they had stolen these lines from. them. <laughs> well,
0: yeah, because like throughout the uh, throughout the Democratic convention, everyone was always shouting like "USA, USA." It was like uh, it was in some ways like a very like uh, proudly American uh, convention, which has generally been Republican territory.
1: That patriotic saying, like we don't need hope, keep your hope we're already good where we are like that kind of like, an yep. Obama take your hope and shove it.
0: Um, <laughs> Who said that?
1: No, at the last met when Obama started out being like, you know, his, his whole message was about hope. Yes. Um, and believing and then you know, Republicans were like, we don't need your hope.
0: Right. Yeah. 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 We're
1: fine the way we are, we built that or, or during you know, his so election. Right. Yeah. His election. But anyway, so yeah, it was the opposite. I really liked it. And it, I mean, being abroad, they, you know, a lot of people here ask questions about the U.S. They watch, the, they're, uh, they're more into poli- U.S. politics than I am, but they ask all of these questions and I have friends that are like, I don't want to go to the U.S. because it sounds like a place that's not welcoming. And for me, the uh, the Democratic Convention, like where you had different families, different demographics, different backgrounds speaking about their Americanness and what they thought about America, I was like, this is the America that I want to be part of and that I feel like that I'm part of. And the the kind, the one that I feel really proud of, that's welcoming and that's not, that's not tearing people down, but saying like we're all here, we're all in it together, and we all can work towards something that we that, like a place where we all can be happy. Or I don't know, it sounds a little, sounds dramatic, but
0: no, like I, no, I absolutely agree.
1: Yeah, yeah, but and so for me, that was that convention made me so proud to be an American abroad, and to say that like that's my country because. This sounds overly patriotic, and I hate sounding patriotic. And I try to tell there really isn't a place like the U.S. Like this whole experiment and all the stuff that's going on. Like that, there are people in the streets questioning who we are and who we want to be. I don't, and there's no other country that's as diverse as, as we are. I mean, yeah, there's whether a you were few. Just-
0: I mean, like Brazil, South Africa. I mean, there are a few countries that are kind of as diverse as the U.S., but it's it's rare for sure. are
1: they're, they're as diverse as the U.S. But I think the US, I mean, the US asks itself different questions than those countries do. For example, I mean, I don't want to bring down South Africa. South Africa South Africa is a pretty young country, and its civil rights movement, its version, is really, really young. Imagine how far we, like, how many years away we are from ours and where we are yeah, now. Absolutely. And we're just at a different process. South Africa is at a phase now where, um, where people have said, you know, they had the truth and reconciliation process, and they're like, "Oh, we're healed, we're the rainbow nation," but they've still failed to ask why you can go in some neighborhoods and there are no black people at the restaurants except for the people working there. Like those questions aren't asked as yep. blatantly as they are as they're asked in um, in the U.S. Yeah, because absolutely. I think there's people in the U.S. that scream out, "We're not okay. We're still really sick."
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so so in some ways, I think this uh, the convention was, I don't want to say co-opted because whatever, but like they did have some of the language and the rhetoric that's more uh, employed by Republicans. But to me, it was also maybe at least in my in my in my lifetime, it seemed like also in some ways the most liberal that the Democrats had ever been, which I was quite happy with. You know, I, I mean, as far as like affirming a commitment to being a multicultural um, society, you know, as, as affirming that, you know, that we want equal pay for men and women, you know, like, affirming that we want equal access um, to healthcare for all peoples, um, you know, affir- and then also, like, speaking against um, the NRA and the amount of guns that we have in our nation, which I don't think it's something I've ever heard said uh, so upfront um, during yeah. a convention. It made me, like, super happy.
1: And also that, like, one of the things I think was particularly emotional is that they actually gave black lives matter the space, a space, maybe not as big as the space that they needed, but they had the parents of these young the men mothers who, of the movement. Yeah. Mothers of the movement there. And they got to speak and they, their voices were heard in a way that I don't, they, they're not given that platform. Um, they're not normally given that platform, and the fact that they allowed them to speak and talk about like things that have, like what had happened to them, their feelings, and their about their children, I thought was huge. Like, I don't know, it was a really great, it was a great move. And it's yeah, no, I to, think
0: it was. Hard. I think they had to do it. To be honest, I don't think that I think if they hadn't done it, it wouldn't have the whole convention wouldn't have been as authentic. Um, yeah,
1: or you know, I mean, like they could have gotten away with just saying oh, you know, and we also want to talk about Black Lives Matter and blah, 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 and mentioning, but they actually let people speak for themselves.
0: Yeah, they Which, had the, the, the mother of Michael Brown, Sandra Bland, Derek Garner, and some other mothers come up and speak.
1: Um, I always, I mean, like, something that I, that I think about a lot is in societies where there's blatant oppression, a lot, the people being oppressed are always spoken about, even by the best, you know, the most well-meaning people. But yeah. they are rarely... To the forefront to to speak for themselves, it's like this uh, like paternalistic uh, take on their on their experience. Yeah, absolutely. But um, I don't know. It was pretty. It was pretty badass, and it made me. I God help me if Hillary Clinton doesn't become president. God help us all, actually. Uh, yeah, everybody. Everybody, we're all in it together, even here in Jordan and the world. <laughs> um but anyway it just was it was awesome i liked it what was yeah. your last what was your takeaway from it besides all the, the particulars like what no, was the I feeling just, ended, yeah, i think bull- it was just
0: a feeling of like um i just thought they did a great job of like articulating uh th- the what america could be and and like what are some key values in america of equality of multicultural um acceptance um of diversity. Um, And I thought that was, I thought they did a really good job of saying that these are things that, from where America started, that we have made these huge, um, these huge advancements and leaps and we still have further to go, but we need to, you know, they, they played a lot with saying like whether this is, whether they're, they're changing things or keeping things the same. Right. (laughs) And they kind of have to make both cases, but I really thought that they said, we have a change that has started. Which we can continue. Yeah, it was great, um, and Michelle yeah. Obama's speech was just—I mean, uh, I'm gonna miss. I mean, I mean, you maybe thought thought like you were gonna gonna miss uh, the president having a third term, but I will definitely miss the first lady not being um, not being oh. in the White House anymore. I, She's just uh, just uh, perfect, hey. just like a perfect individual.
1: When she F- was talking, flawless, I think
0: motherfucking flawless.
1: When she was talking, I was thinking that, oh, perhaps we have our first black female president coming up in eight years.
0: I don't think she wants it, man. I think she is done with that White House. I mean, maybe, who knows in the future, but I think right now she is just done.
1: Yeah, Understandably. I, is, I would Okay, I was like, I'd be done too, but I have to start in order to be done. Um, <laughs> um, anywho, well, I think we've been running quite... for. Quite some time, and we might need to cut it so we don't have to edit everything.
0: Yeah, totally. Yeah, we, that's a good wrap up. I feel like I got to say everything that I uh, that I loved about. You know, it.
1: Me too. Maybe what we could do is have like cut the podcast in half and say the after hours talk. You know how TV shows do. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: much. the web. The web portion.
1: Yes, yeah, too much. But the whole uh, thing anyways, is the no web. The last question I have for everyone: Should I go to the gym or not tonight?
0: That's the question you had for everybody. Yeah, you know, you know they're not going to listen to this for like three days.
1: I know. So I, I guess as be- the one
0: person who has a voice right now, I would say yes, go to the gym tonight.
1: Okay, good. All right. I'm going to get there by 9 o'clock. You're so right. Thanks, everyone. Um, Anywho, and I hope you have a great week, and I will see you on Saturday.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm looking fresh, Allie. Get ready.
1: Yay. Okay, shave your beard, whatever, your beard, your goatee. Uh, don't bring the I'm gonna, poop drop and we'll see you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. So shady. Um, all right. Anyway, so if you haven't answered to our question for next week, which is, what is the best date you have ever been on, email us um, at ask at ifyouhavetoask.net. Oh, we also have a website now. Ifyouhavetoask.net actually takes you somewhere. So you can answer the question on there also, um, or sign up for the newsletter, uh, or send that link to other people. Um, yeah. Continue to give <laughs> us feedback on what you like and don't like about the show.
1: Excellent. Have a great two weeks, you guys, and we'll talk. You'll hear from us soon.
0: All right. To you all.
1: All right. Ciao.